I didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot. Paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. Beginning of a new world. <laughs> the best guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This, this is the Black Hat Report. See you on the other side. September 23rd, 1947. AMC Opinion Concerning Flying Discs By September 23, 1947, Twinning would write, amongst other things, in a notorious memo titled AMC Opinion Concerning Flying Discs. This opinion is based on interrogation report data furnished by AC-AS-2 and preliminary studies by personnel of T2 and Aircraft Laboratory, Engineering Division T3, this opinion is based on interrogation report data furnished by AC-AS-2 and preliminary studies by personnel of T2 and Aircraft Laboratory, Engineering Division T3. This opinion was arrived at in a conference between personnel from the Air Institute of Technology, Intelligence T2 Office, Chief of Engineering Division, and the Aircraft, Power Plant, and Propeller Laboratories of Engineering Division T3. It is the opinion that A. The phenomenon is something real and not visionary or fictitious. There are objects probably approximating the shape of a disk of such appreciable size as to appear to be as large as man-made aircraft. While the memo does say that some observations may be due to natural phenomenon, it goes on to detail the common description. Part E. The apparent common description is as follows. Number one, metallic or light reflecting surface. Number two, absence of a trail except in a few incidences where the object apparently was operating under high performance conditions. Three, circular or elliptical shape, flat on bottom and domed on top. Four, several reports of well-kept formation flights varying from three to nine objects. Number five, Normally, no associated sound, except in three incidences, a substantial rumbling roar was noted. Number six, level flight speed, normally above 300 knots, are estimated. Further, it goes on to theorize that this could be due to the U.S. possibly developing something, or that the U.S. could possibly develop something like this. But it would be incredibly time-consuming, would require a massive budget, and take up so much time, so many resources, and so many scientists that would pretty much shut down all other military projects. Twinning further goes on to suggest, due consideration must be given the following. The possibility that these objects are of domestic origin, the product of some high security project not known to ACAS-2 or this command. Number two. The lack of physical evidence in the shape of crash-recovered exhibits which would undeniably prove the existence of these objects. Number three, the possibility that some foreign nation has a form of propulsion, possibly nuclear, which is outside of our domestic knowledge. Now, what does all that mean? It means that in September of 1947, just two months after the notorious crash at Roswell, Obviously, as we all know, a weather balloon crashed out near Corona, New Mexico. The head 
of air material command the actual place in the military all of the military that would be trying to find and reverse engineer or develop super advanced aircraft was openly admitting flying saucers are real and we don't know what the fuck they are no (laughs) (laughs) y'all welcome to episode 24 of the black cat report we have been writing our letters to santa hoping that we get the one thing we really 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 want on our christmas list all year we've been lobbying and holding meetings for this one thing we tried to sneak it in we tried to sneak into the closet earlier and figure out what were in the boxes by shaking them up and kicking them around under the tree i even ripped the corner of one of them and then tried to use clear tape to cover that up but it doesn't matter how hard we try. It doesn't matter how hard we lobby. It doesn't seem like Santa's going to bring us the one thing that we want. And everybody, what is the one thing that we want this year? Disclosure! That's right. <laughs> Everyone, and welcome to the Black Cat Report. As stated, I am the Enigmatic. That's written by Joey Gilbert. And with us <laughs> is the whole crew today. We got the Bontaculous Betsabe. Hello. The Josephine Joey. Hey. And the California Licious Selena. Hello. And today we are going to have a little bit of a Christmas discussion about disclosure, one of our favoriteest topics in the whole goddamn world. So to kick this off, totally makes sense. What is disclosure, right? That's what we're all thinking right now. Well, <laughs> disclosure is the the idea that people have been pushing for a long time now, which is literally that the United States government should disclose, right? They should tell us everything they know. They should show us them aliens, right? Like, what do you got at Area 51, right? <laughs> like, did Roswell actually take place? What have you been capturing on your radar? What have all your super secret documents and stuff like that say about UFOs? Are they real? Are you still researching them? What do you know, right? Well, with all of this comes a, how do I put this? A reality that we've been through this rodeo before. Um, In researching for a very intense series, which we will be coming out with eventually, (laughs) um, I have been coming up against this, this reality over and over and over again that all of the things that we've been seeing in the news since the New York Times article back in 2017, where they had like the GoFast and the Gimbal and the Tic Tac and all these videos which we've seen on repeat over and over and over again for the past like, what five years now, um, all the conversations that are being built up around them are almost an exact repeat of what happened in the late 1940s and early 1950s. Y'all, this is not new, and history is repeating itself identically. Straight up, and I've said this to Selena a million times now, um, if you just took the titles of like these news articles and these statements by politicians, if you took the titles of them off and the dates off, and you set them next to disclosed CIA documents, like I wouldn't be able to tell what decade they were written. They are, case in point, identical which is leading me to believe that we are about to go down an identical rabbit hole or an identical how do i put this formula to what's happened before which is a big hubbub gets built up around ufos 
are they our enemies, right? Because at the beginning of this, before we saw Russia completely just get their ass kicked in Ukraine, which is an ongoing thing, um, the government was saying, hey, all these crazy things that we're seeing on radar might be Russian, right? But then we all kind of <laughs> just saw like Russia continuously getting its ass handed to them. And I think that pretty much pushes that out of as an option at this point, that the craft that the U.S. government, that the, the Navy has been releasing videos of and stuff, like, it's it's not Russia. <laughs> like, I feel like that's, that's pretty safe to say. Um, so at this time in the 1940s and 1950s, we were also getting into a red scare. It was the, it was the start of the red scare, right? So Soviet Union picking up steam. It was just after World War II. And internally, while the U.S. government began to deny the existence of UFOs, of flying saucers, and like start to try to like stamp down the excitement of the American people about these things, right? Uh, that was externally, internally, they were freaking the fuck out. <laughs> they didn't know what they were. And over and over again, between Project Sign in 1948 to Project Grudge from, I think it was like started in late 1948-49 up into the 50s, and then into Project Blue Book, right? Three, three incarnations of the government trying to figure out what's going on with UFOs. Every single time the conclusion was 20% of the sightings, right, couldn't be identified. The number varies. Sometimes it was 21%, 22%, 19%, but about 20% of the time, they couldn't figure that out. They would 1,500 sightings, 20% of them, this and that and the other. Okay, so that number doesn't really seem that significant at first until you look at it as, wait a second, that means one in five reports. <laughs> one out of every five reports. We're talking, in some cases, tens of thousands of reports being collected. One in every five of them actually makes a case for UFOs existing, right? That's impressive to me. Those aren't numbers yeah. to scoff at. And now what we have, we have the New York Times running from, um, hey, look at them aliens. We got proof. Look at these videos back in 2017 and kind of keeping that up for a period of time to they've already tried to debunk a report that hasn't even been released to the public. So if you've been keeping up with the debate around everything and the, the, the updates in the UFO world, October 31st was supposed to be the date that the new office, Arrow, don't ask me what the acronym's for, they've changed it too many times, I don't remember, <laughs> but it's the anomaly something, something, something. The new UFO office that got created um, under the last um, uh, National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. Um, so they were supposed to release a report on October 31st. Everybody's been waiting a year, basically, for this, like best Halloween gift ever, right? We're going to get all of the information from the government. This is like, this is the hard, this is the, it's going from a slow drip of disclosure down to a full-on, like, torrent. Like, they are about to release. Like, what have you been studying? What have you been finding? You've been going to the CIA, the NSA, the, like, the, the Air Force, the Navy, the Army, the Marines. The, like, everybody, every single government branch was supposed to be submitting in all their information that they have about UFOs and unidentified aerial, aerial phenomenon, UAPs into this agency and this agency is supposed to put out this report on October 31st and it's mandated that a public version is supposed to be released and the New York Times is like hey guys even though it's like October 31st and the report didn't get released to the public we already know that a majority of them were found out to be drones and aerial phenomenon like some sort of anomaly that took place um, 
it's still fascinating and I appreciate this cricket that is in the background in the studio um, because that's basically what happened. Everything went flat. They're like, hey guys, don't don't worry about this. Don't get too excited. It's all bullshit. Fun fact, and this is where it's repeating in history, about 20% of them, they can't find out what the fuck they are, <laughs> right? I don't think anybody in the UFO community, no matter how hardcore you are, actually thinks every UFO report that gets submitted is a real UFO. You got to be real far out there to be like every unidentified anything is a UFO, not just by the name, but like literally it's a spaceship, right? That's that's ridiculous. Um, so the New York Times is already starting to stamp down everybody's enthusiasm, excitement by focusing on this 80% of identified things. Again, we're ignoring the numbers. One in five times, it's legit, at least as legit as all of the most advanced technology <laughs> in the world with our military can come to a conclusion of. Um, another fun fact to go back to uh, Days of Project Blue Book, Days of Project Grudge, Days of Project Sign, right, is they discovered over and over and over again, no matter how hard they try to debunk things, that the more information they had about a sighting, right? So they would qualify their witnesses, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point in their messed up process of qualifying witnesses. They would qualify their witness. They would try to have multiple forms of observation. So we're talking like radar, personnel on deck, um, you know, professional pilots, right? Like career pilots flying and seeing these things. The more variables that they had all saying something was here. We see something. It looks like this. It's performing like this. This is, this is ridiculous. We need to make a report about it, right? The more information they had, the harder it was for them to debunk it, right? Which at first is like, okay, that makes sense. But in the context of we're covering up UFOs and stuff, and also here's our official report, don't think anything about these things, move on with your life, aliens aren't real. That's a problem. This keeps getting washed over, over and over and over again, like in, in the public's view of things, which is that <laughs> when you actually have good information, which should definitively prove it's a flock of birds, it's a weather balloon. It's you're mistaken a satellite. It's some super top secret government program. When you have all the information you need, you choke up and you say, wait a second, the only explanation is a UFO, right? And that keeps being the conclusion over and over again. But what happens in the media is they focus on the 80% of the time and say, ah, this is all bullshit. I think <clears throat> the government relies a lot on having power over people and i feel like if they were to disclose that aliens were something that existed they could be ridiculed mm. and lose control of the population so you think like the public would just totally just like freak the fuck out mm -hmm. okay that tracks and i mean that that was one of the um early statements in Grudge and um, Project Blue Book and multiple different advisory panels that were freaking out in the 1950s, early 1950s, about how should we handle this UFO situation was they were like, hey, mass hysteria, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, people will freak out. But I don't know. I mean, that, that, how can I put this? 
think that does that that tracks as like a legitimate thing so like if all of a sudden you realize that the u.s government isn't the biggest and baddest and there's shit going on that no matter even with our our crazy advanced security state they can't figure out and this has been a honestly at this point this has been a 75 year mystery for them and <laughs> they can't get a grip on it <laughs> like uh, i almost push it towards like okay they can't get a grip on it like here, here's my biggest like take on all this so we know like who honestly doesn't think the government lies <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like, true like i don't care what political affiliation you have or beliefs <laughs> you have does anybody actually think the government doesn't boldface lie to them on a regular basis? Or do- I mean, I know there's people that actually believe that they're, like, super honest and care about us. There's people out there that for sure believe that. <laughs> I feel like rational folks at least look at it as, like, they lie to us for our own good. You like know? parents. Yeah, you know, like... But who actually... Because, like, it, it's weird how we view all this because... We view the government admitting to lying to us for periods of time, and we just keep taking it at face value as, like, they're not doing that still. Mm-hmm. But there's just been such a long track record of, like, oh, yeah, you know, 20 years ago when we said this, pff, totally wasn't real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, how the Vietnam War started in the Gulf of Tonka. <laughs> and, like, um, and, like, I don't know, the invasion of Iraq. <laughs> like, <laughs> So waiting on those WMDs to show up, Mr. Rumsfeld. Um, like they sit on a throne of lies. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, they're professional liars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is their job is to lie, and it's it's wrapped in the flag of security, right? They're just yeah. like, we do it for you, we do it for protect you, and this this kind of takes us back to, again, right around the time of sign grudge and blue book, which is. They never, so digging through all these documents, they never actually, like, flat out deny that UFOs are real. They just keep saying over and over and over again, this is a thing, right? This is how we should plan on dealing with these things, right? But what does evolve as they keep this continuous story going, this continuous, like, realization going, which is UFOs are real and they're they're physical objects right is they they come to realize they're not a threat to us right so the object itself the ufos themselves as far as they've been able to figure out aren't out here like you know independence day style like blowing up the white house right <laughs> like yes. not yet this, not yeah yet. not yet um <laughs> but what is real is the threat of russians right at least mm-hmm. back in the day it was the threat of russians and it was the public's reaction those two things are incredibly real. The public's freaking out about them and Russia, and they go through a long period of time where they're thinking Russia might figure out how to use these against us. Mm-hmm. They straight up go through and they're like, what's Russian knowledge of these things? Are they able to control them? <laughs> right? And what if they use the public freaking out about UFOs as a way to hide one of their attacks on us? So something that happened very early on was when people in the the early 1950s, late 1940s, when people would see UFOs like over towns, over cities and stuff, 
they would start a flood of calls would come in to the air force base everybody would be trying to report this you know what the hell is going on (laughs) we're seeing some crazy craft do some crazy shit out there the phone lines would get so jammed that it would effectively make it so if the russians were attacking us from another location or something was going on nobody would be able to get a hold of the air force like or that air force base Hmm. like that was a very real situation was i get that yeah Mm -hmm. jamming up the lines logistically it completely like just (laughs) just shoved a stick into it it completely just jammed everything and all of a sudden the air force is like okay so we have the fact that ufos (laughs) aren't doing anything bad but we are living under a constant threat of the russians might drop nukes (laughs) on us like we need to go for the thing that's actually attacking us right now, or that might attack us. Mm-hmm. We need to start getting the public to stop giving a fuck about UFOs. We can't do anything about it. They outmaneuver us, right? And they're not attacking us. Our own public is a bigger threat to us <laughs> than UFOs are. Mm-hmm. are. So, like, how do we handle that? That's where the conversation then went in history. And so I'm sitting here looking at the same narrative playing out as before. And I'm wondering, like, why, what the government could be possibly thinking right now when it comes to UFOs. That's today. <laughs> Just erase my hand. <laughs> um, also, so we keep saying UFOs and, like, the government keeps using the word UFO and we know about UFOs on un- unidentified... Flying objects. Flying objects. And that's cool. But then, like, they haven't mentioned, like, what's inside or where they're coming from. So that will be, like, an, a whole other conversation that has to be, like, really deep. Because um, they're going to have to talk about, like, who are these people? How many different types of people? Uh, are they good or bad? Are they just curious? Is it us in the future? You know, like, it's like a whole other conversation. And I feel like um, most people get very overwhelmed by that. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, just seeing it from their point of view, like, oh, my God. It's like you they would need like a whole year to talk about this yeah. with the whole world, <laughs> you know, to explain everything that's going on. Because it's not just, like, black and white, you know? So I feel like the government's, like, like you're saying, like, ain't nobody got time for that. We have to deal with (laughs) Russia right now. We have to deal with China. We have to deal with all these other people. And, like, there's just no time or space to even dig in into this and explain the human race, what's going on. So it could just be, like, something that's very overwhelming that they don't have any time for because we're dealing with other serious issues that are happening in the actual world. So that could be another thing. Or are the issues created to cover it up so they don't have to talk about all that stuff? True. Mm -hmm. True, true. Distractions. Because a lot of the stuff that happens usually blows over within a week. You know, if you do look at the news, like stuff happens and then by the next day it's gone. Whatever happened to COVID? (laughs) Oh, it doesn't get talked about as we much. We still anymore. believe in COVID at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. We wear masks and use hand sanitizer. 
like, I, st- I still respect that for a medical establishment. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would hope the medical like, establishment. Even without COVID, it's like, like there's other good, viruses. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. Like, it's like everybody, like, even like most of the debate around like COVID or all the folks that like aren't into that kick, they're like, well, yeah, you got to have all these medical problems and then it's a risk to you. And it's like, yeah. And that's why they're going to a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it tracks. It's like, yeah, well, vulnerable people, vulnerable people go to hospitals. That's why they're, they're there to begin mm-hmm. with. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if the distractions are made, you know, to stop them from having to go like to have that conversation with us being like the, you know, the parent that are having to talk to their kids about the birds and the bees. That's maybe what they view themselves as. They're just like, where do babies little come Johnny, from? I don't really have time today to come down and talk to you about um, how you me and your mother were at the Def Leppard concert and um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go pick up the other kid. I don't remember his name anyway, so we're just gonna go get him. Whatever. Yeah. We don't have time to explain why the Def Leppard concert led to you having four eyeballs, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. You just need to know Def Leppard for life. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, pour like some aliens on me. So, but, sorry. Like, there's just so much that's in it. Like, well, how do you even start the conversation? So, so I think like COVID's actually a good a good kickoff point to something in terms of like what's relatable so how glued were we regardless of our thoughts around covid like how insanely glued were we to all of the government officials and everything developing with covid mm-hmm. like how like majorly stuck and hanging on every word as they were trying to explain something to us that frankly was terrestrial right it's something that like scientists with enough time can 100% understand they're like this is how it gets in you this is how it spreads Mm -hmm. like we were so stuck on it so from the position of like a government and i'm not like you know grandstanding like government decisions to like like not have disclosure but i'm saying from a government perspective you make an announcement a billion times bigger than covid which Mm -hmm. is hey we're not alone and they're totally checking us out you know (laughs) like um you make an announcement like that and you don't have any answers and you've been trying for 75 years to figure out anything and you're still clueless. Yeah. Like, people will just straight up be like, okay, first off, you lied to us. That sucks. <laughs> um, and second off, you have no answers. Where do we find answers? Right? It immediately creates a power vacuum. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is the scariest thing for a government is for there to be a power vacuum in authority. Who's yeah. going to step in on that power vacuum? religious leaders cults like tv personnel it is for sure gonna be religious leaders Regis slash Philbin. cults because yes. it's gonna be people stepping up left and right being like i knew it i've been talking about this from day one i knew that they were wrong the government's been lying to us and just slowly people yeah because then they're off. gonna get into jesus and the second coming too yeah. Yeah. it'll be it'll be all of it it'll be everybody separating and then Maybe it'll be worse than it is now with the cults being like, no, I was right. I was right. I was right. I was right. You know, and then maybe it'll be even worse. So I, I can understand where some of them have come in are coming from being like, Hey, we should probably figure out some things before we even release it. But most of the time they might've figured those things out and they're just like, well, now it's too late because we've been lying for 30 years. So we might as well just keep up the lie. And then on a Friday afternoon and, one random day we should just slip it out in one little disclosure underneath and then 
let the let the nuts in the um in the the UFO world talk about it. It's like Mean Girls <laughs> like they when do now. Regina like doing George. Now, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in Mean Girls when Regina George um uh has the burn book and then she just like throws the papers all over high school and everyone just like starts fighting and stuff. That's what they'd be doing. That's the government. <laughs> like just like here's all the answers and you guys deal with it and the world burns because that's how people react they're gonna start stealing from stores they're gonna go into panic mode like people are gonna stop paying taxes because what even is the point of paying taxes when there's like aliens that are in higher power you know (laughs) like why do we need to pay taxes (laughs) i think that the next step is trying to disenfranchise people that believe in ufos because that's what happened in the past Mm -hmm. and we haven't gotten into the way that they used to like screen people for their stories but basically it was somebody that had military experience who was male and like (laughs) middle-aged and white white (laughs) and if you were a woman your story didn't count if you were black your story didn't count if you were brown your story didn't count so that's the way that the research went. For shame. Do you mm-hmm. think they would start doing that again? Um, I don't think that? that they would like. I mean, they they might have those like as like standards for who to interview and stuff like that. But I do think that they're gonna start making like the way that on the news all of a sudden everybody was making fun of people who liked UFOs by playing the X Files theme song over like you know the reports of people mm-hmm. like reporting their sightings and stuff like that and then there was that whole thing with the governor um where he was like we found the culprit and he brings out a man dressed up as an alien yeah. like that was the the phoenix lights yeah for the phoenix lights yeah. yeah they totally made a joke out of it and yeah, they just make it so that if you tell someone what happened or what you've seen, you are either crazy, looking for attention, you were drunk, you were high, or you just don't understand what you saw. Yeah. So, thank you. And I'm going to I'm going to read from some notes from some research I've been doing around a very around the the exact copy and paste of the time period that I honestly firmly believe we're experiencing right now. Um, This was from the 24th of September, 1952. Um, I'm going to read a few quotes to you now from a memo simply titled Flying Saucers, sent to the Director of Central Intelligence by the Assistant Director of Scientific Intelligence, H. Marshall Chadwell. A worldwide reporting system has been instituted and major Air Force bases have been ordered to make interceptions of unidentified flying objects. That's a big one right there. Mm -hmm. So this is a direct admission immediately that these are not illusions, which they were telling the public at the time. Mm -hmm. What the hell are you scrambling jets for an illusion? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a big one. The memo then goes on to break down the fear many in the government had been expressing around this time. Namely, if we can't tell the difference between Soviet aircraft and UFOs, we could be screwed. The Soviets might use UFOs as a cover to attack us. If this is possible, 
is there any way we could use the cover of UFOs to attack them? Further, the fear of UFOs being used on us or against us in psychological warfare. Quote, A study should be instituted to determine what, if any, utilization could be made of these phenomena by United States psychological warfare planners and what, if any, defenses should be planned in anticipation of Soviet attempts to utilize them. This is how they're talking about this. <laughs> like, they're saying, A, they're real, and B, they pose a legitimate psychological threat to populations. Right? The thoughts of them. And then the memo goes on to say, quote, In order to minimize risk of panic, a national policy should be established as to what should be told the public regarding the phenomenon. <laughs> so to summarize all of that, Things are here in the sky. We're having a trouble or we're having trouble identifying them and are paranoid that the Soviets might use them as either a cover to attack us or to cause widespread panic. We need to come up with a national policy of what to tell the public to keep them calmed down. And if anybody wants to look, that is the 24th of September 1952 starting on page 6 of a larger document in that collection. Again, I will have the link to the CIA disclosed file on uh, on this this episode's show notes. Um, now, this all kind of like goes on to exactly what Selena was saying, right? So the next logical step from them going into later into 1952 and past that was that they needed to to launch a psychological operation against the American public, which was already illegal at that time, but the way they quoted it or the way they outlined it was a, quote, educational program involving TV, magazines, newspapers, um, TV stars, famous authors, books. It's propaganda, y'all. <laughs> if you were trying to encompass and subtly educate an entire population across a million different streams of media and entertainment, that's propaganda. <laughs> yep. That's how it works. And their main method of doing this, which again goes back to the recent New York Times article bashing the current situation with UAPs. Their main way of doing this was we need to highlight cases which at first seem unexplainable and then show the public how to unveil the mystery and show them how it was easily explained. Yeah. That that is quite like quite literally what they say. We need to show the public how like wow, isn't this a mystery mm. at first? Isn't this incredible? And then to step back and be like, aha, look at this. It had totally simple terrestrial situation. They would go on to hire some of the the leading like astronomers and some of the like the highest ups and like most respected scientists at the time to start publishing anti-UFO books and making it so that the people that are in the scientific community that are most well respected, they have the, the largest um, platform to reach people would start saying, this is stupid, this isn't real, these are all the reasons why. Wasn't that what they did with Project Blue Book? That yes, was the whole was. point of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Heineck, J. Allen Heineck, Dr. J. Allen Heineck from the University of Ohio, or from Ohio State University. Um, he's one of the top astronomers like in the country. The dude's a goddamn expert. You know, he's a mm -hmm. genius. Um, his whole thing from the, I want to say the late 50s up until like 1969 when it, for, when it finally got disbanded um, 
was to go around the country and publicly debunk any UFO case, no matter how ridiculous. He was the one that, when there was a, a whole spate of like UFO sightings, there was a flap in Michigan, went around and told everybody it was swamp gas, which <laughs> led to mm-hmm. Gerald Ford being like, how dare you come into my state? Because he was a, he was a <laughs> representative. <laughs> He's like, how dare you come into my state and tell the public that they're all idiots and say that it was swamp gas? Like... This is bullshit. What a hero. The last UFO hearing that we had, other than the most recent one, was spurred on by Gerald Ford because of J. Allen Hynek's, like, coming, J. Allen Hynek coming in there and basically telling everybody they're fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. That caused Gerald Ford to push for the last major congressional hearing on UFOs. Oh, like, wow. This is a fucking repeat, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like, this is so damn close to the exact thing that, same thing that happened. And this was the Project Grudge era. So early 49 to 51, or 49 to 51, basically, was Project Grudge. This was the, the, the just before Blue Book, right? And this was also when J. Allen Hynek was in there, right? Um, they had four main explanations for, um, for pretty much every single UFO case, besides the 20% that they just would wash over over and over again in these reports. The first, a bird, cloud, or weather balloon. Second, a lie made to get attention by attention-seeking individuals. Third, delusions of a person with mental illness. Fourth, misrepresentation of reality caused by war hysteria, paranoia. Right. Mm-hmm. That was everything to them. Again, that was what they would they would have like a forty nine page report, like two or three pages would be dedicated to the twenty percent that they couldn't explain. Again, one in five <laughs> that they couldn't mm-hmm. explain. The rest was all like, and this is why it's a bird, and this is why it's a clown, and here's all these charts and statistics. But they would just happen to omit all the charts and statistics about the shit why they couldn't figure out hmm. one in five mm-hmm. cases they weren't showing their work this is mm-hmm. a lot i mean when we were looking at like the spread of covid right across the country it was like one in three people one in four one in five right mm-hmm. like these numbers are significant right there it's enough to shut a country down mm-hmm. <laughs> shut a planet down when you're talking one in five but somehow when it comes to ufos it was like yeah yeah no no, no. the one in five we'll just put that on page 99 and you know, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, look at this case, and this mm-hmm. is why it's a weather balloon, and this is why it's a this. Well, right after they started pushing this narrative to the public about it's a bird, so basically they're mistaken, right? The person is trying to seek uh, attention. The person has mental illness, right? Or they're just experiencing a brief moment of hysteria. Right after that, what happened? Well, basically... The U.S. media started reporting less on UFOs. <laughs> People started making less reports about UFOs. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to talk about that. Airline pilots who were used to be submitting a large amount of reports on a regular basis because they're up in the skies constantly and they're you know at level <laughs> potentially UFOs, all of a sudden that dropped off because at work... If they would report these things, now that they lost legitimacy, right? People thought they were crazy. People thought they were seeking, you know, attention. People thought that, like, hey, you know, like, it it worked. It worked so well. 
And so what is happening right now, the New York Times article saying like, oops, you know, like, this isn't a thing. This isn't a da-da-da-da-da. It's just that. It's just this. Okay, I don't care. Like, the fact is, is that it only takes UFOs showing up one time for it to be real. (laughs) So, so 20%, one in five, kind of a big deal. Yeah. When you're looking at 20,000 reports sitting on a desk or something like that, one in five, that's a lot of fucking reports. Mm -hmm. And I think like the last time I looked at the numbers, it came down to like one every two days or one every three days, there's like reports coming in. Oh, wow. And it's like, and this is only based off of the reports that get made. Yeah. This has nothing to do with all of the times that somebody, us, as a, sadly, as a case point in this, we saw shit. And we haven't filed a report. Like, mm. how many times does this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't, I don't know. But the next step in it is to make people reporting these things look like idiots, basically. And I think that this is a part of a, a control valve in general, right? For a multiplicity of reasons. It's build it up as a topic. Get everybody mm. to focus on it, right? Because if you get everybody to focus on a narrative at the same time, by the way, from the same people that have been lying to us. If you get everybody to mm-hmm. focus on it at the same time and then you debunk it in front of everybody and give them only a few reasons why it should be debunked, that becomes the public opinion. Mm-hmm. And you effectively put it back down in the casket and bury that zombie until it starts to crawl back out again. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening over and over and over again. It's so. They're just doing damage up. control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, like, how, like, what they're doing is so awful. And I didn't really realize how bad it was, what they were doing, uh, until I watched that guy's interview. Um, The Tic Tac Navy veterans. Like, how it affected their lives, because um, in that way, that's bullying, you know, what they did. And, like, it's just really messed up that they're doing this to people just because there's they're they're saying what they saw mm-hmm. even if even if it was like um a weather balloon or whatever you know the fact that you're making people feel bad and like crazy for just talking about what they saw and just stating their opinion and and what they went through and making people feel bad like that's just that's awful <laughs> yeah but that's a bay your vote counts <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm not saying don't vote or something like that, but this is the absurdity of what we're dealing with. We're dealing with uh, the same power structure telling us our vote counts, right? Um, That's also actively manipulating our knowledge around something. Your vote counts, but we're not going to let you be an informed voter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to emit some very important information from you around things, right? Hey. I know that you really care about UFOs, you know, and UFOs care about you. (laughs) We really built this bridge yesterday. We built this bridge and it looks really good. Did you see the funds that we put into it right there in this bill that we made? We did a great job. You remember healthcare? Yeah, I'm sorry you don't have that. Also, um... (laughs) But we did, however, add a lot of funds to the military. We also added a lot of funds to my paycheck. Um, (laughs) But you don't have to look at that because 
look how good you're doing right now. Look at the jobs. Look how good jobs are going right now. You have a job, right? Your your business is booming. You're doing great. You should vote for vote for me. Yeah, that's what. Aliens don't matter. Don't worry about it. That's that's the politician. <clears throat> that's how it brings. They bring it to other points. Yeah. Without thinking, without making it's you think like about your original point. They're narcissists. They're manipulative people, and like we've known this for years like yeah. like it, this is a thing that's been since they started the whole government thing and like why don't that's another thing i feel like if they bring up the aliens do exist and there's different civilizations i feel like that's gonna be that's gonna be one of the biggest things that people are gonna be like like they're gonna wake up and be like why are we still listening to these assholes you it's know it's not a topic they can control mm-hmm. they can't there's blood on all their hands in a sense in terms of like a maintaining of this or a not digging into this or the reality is like all of the time spent um mocking and ignoring people that frankly like have wanted to talk about these things mm-hmm. all of the people who have had their careers straight up ruined because lost they've come their out families like, lost their families <laughs> mm-hmm. lost their careers lost you know credibility all this stuff like that like those people were legitimate and the government was lying and the government was like actively actively screwing them over and so from a political angle, like, how do you spin that? Like, how do you actually spin, like, oh, sorry, we've been fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And all the people that we told you were crazy, eh, they have they have a lot of truth to them now. Like, that creates a, that creates a, a constituency crisis pretty damn quick. Where mm-hmm. it's just like, well, shit, do we listen to the person telling, that, telling us that they've actively lied to us? Or do we listen to the person that we know has actively been lying to us? Or do we listen to the person that we've been taught our whole life is a wingnut? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know why? But we know something's here. You know why the worst part of it is? Is the people that were in power at that point are still in power. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's why we can't get past that point is because the like the easiest thing to do, and like presidents do it all the time, like every president goes in and goes, you should have seen how bad it was under the last president. Yes. The, easily the next people that are in power could go in and be like those the last people that were in power really screwed you over i'm sorry we feel bad for you we want you to be like we want you to be heard we're sorry here you go here's the truth but since there has been no like there's always been that just little bit of extra the same people in there for so long that it's like it's they can't move on to that next level of like hey to apologize for what happened or like hey like this is our fault or maybe even the people that that happened to or died dead already but their families are still alive you know Mm -hmm. so it's like they can't get to that next point of like hey we need to we need to apologize for what happened in the past because like that was the old you know that was i say that was the old crew in with the new one um but like there's no there's no next part of it it's just the same we just keep getting the same and just like show and this is not a comparison at all, um, but to show, I guess, just in comparison about, like, how terrible we handle these things in terms of, like, internally, yeah. um, how long, and, like, why is it still a debate about having, like, I don't know, Confederate statues in places? Mm. 
why is like apologies over slavery existing in this country still an issue like we've had so much shit and like in a realm that we can understand the evils that we can understand mm-hmm. the reality of like what's happened and there's still a fucking debate about that like we can't just be like <laughs> You yeah. know? <laughs> like, people are like that's part of our history and i'm like you're fucking stupid mm-hmm. that, like, doesn't mean you he mean doesn't have to be celebrated <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it's just like hey yeah we should put up a bunch of hitler statues that's, that's exactly a part of our history mm-hmm. it's like, no you fucking shouldn't <laughs> like, and it's like but we still have these weird debates around this and it's like we can't even handle that fucking conversation and i'm not saying that the public can't handle the ufo conversation like i'm not I saying mean, that some can't I'm I'm saying that the way that our the way that politics maintains and operates itself it can't handle mm-hmm. the discussion. I am not going to place blame on 365 370 million people and say you can't handle the truth. You know, I'm not going yeah. to say that. I'm going to say that the the way that they throw bones in front of us and the way that our campaign cycles go and the way that things get maintained is stable right in terms of like hope and reprieve and stability even stability in crisis right the way that that gets maintained that can't handle this conversation it's always been an issue with the government's insecurity and that's why they place everything into national security which is the catch-all of all this Mm -hmm. shit it's the government's own insecurity that's causing this issue if you think about it, that totally makes sense because everyone that works in the in government, they all have different personalities. They all have different ways of communicating. Some people are mature, some people are not. So if you, if it's like just being in a relationship, you have two people and if they don't know how to communicate because they have different ways of doing it, how do you expect all these people mm-hmm. that are working in this one place to be able to have a mature conversation to, you know, say, oh, by the way, this is happening. This is what we're going to do. This is plan A, plan B. Like, that's impossible. I mean, and not just with this, but with everything. Like, it's just, it, it's, it just sucks because you can't rely on people to be uh, perfect because we're humans, you know, and like we're all different we all deal with stuff differently so that's why nothing gets done ever you know yeah and that it's actually a good a good segue into i guess like a big a big thing for me is that like i don't believe that there is a very small group of people that are hiding this information no (laughs) I, i think that the government is so compartmentalized it's everything is separated into such small groups with varying degrees of oversight and accountability to the public or to to voted politicians elected politicians i think that we have a multiplicity of like motivations that exist Mm -hmm. within the government like we have the cia tweeting i think like two years ago or something like that where they were literally joking and this is well documented on their own shit um they were like hey remember ufo sightings between the 60s and 70s well, 70% of those were us. Ha 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 ha. Like, the CIA <laughs> tracked UFO sightings for a long time. First, it was out of general, like, what the fuck is that? Then it was general, like, just straight up curiosity and, like, intrigue within certain areas within the CIA. Then they started to fade out a little bit. 
Then they started to look at it as a psychological option, like for psychological warfare in different countries and in our own. Um, and then they started to realize, hey, UFOs can help um, cover up the shit that we do. So yeah, like the CIA actively for a period of time started following UFO groups and UFO reports and stuff in the public, specifically because they realized like, oh shit, that's our U-2 bomber, right? That's our SR-71, that's our Blackbird that's like flying up in the sky. The beautiful thing, and this is a double-edged, not a double-edged sword, this is an extra advantage to making, here's the thing. So if you get everybody to think people reporting UFOs are crazy, you actually create a safety net. Either people are afraid to report it, or the people that do report them um, don't get listened to. But that gives you a blank check to do what the fuck you want, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're talking about aircraft that's able to travel at thousands of miles an hour, right? Some crazy amount. Like, even a 300-mile or 200-mile, like, area, like, like Roswell or whatever, isn't enough distance to actually test something like that. You need more space. You're trying to travel across continents, right? And if everybody that sees some shit going through the sky is either afraid to report it or not going to be listened to and labeled a loony, you're safe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, everything becomes restricted, and you can support that. Like, you can actually get people to talk more about UFOs to help cover your ass on Mm -hmm. things. So now we have entire segments of the government where you have one group working on this type of plane, one group that's working on this kind of shit. You have all these different people that see the UFO narrative, right? The UFO, you know, interest, right? As a potential cover for what they do. They don't need to acknowledge it to each other. They just all utilize it. Mm -hmm. Right. So now it's that. (laughs) And so like, it's, I've used this metaphor before, at least talking like amongst us, but there doesn't need to be a massive meeting in our neighborhood for everybody to go outside on a good day, on a nice day. We just all step outside and we open our door. So we all get elected into office, promoted. We move up in rank. We had a project. Doesn't matter what it happens to be. We all step outside and we're like, damn, this is this is nice this is january god it feels like june like this is beautiful out here we all go outside and we do our own thing and we enjoy the weather we didn't need to have some secret meeting to decide on this we all have the same motivations right one of us might want to uh basically we all have the same inspiration behind our motivation some of us want to go day drink on a hammock other ones (laughs) want to hit up friends and go to the park and have a picnic some of us just want to sit by ourselves and read a book right other other ones we just open up our windows and let fresh air in but the point is we didn't have we didn't need to have a meeting to do that you know we just saw an opportunity and we took it and so i think the real issue here is like there's a simplicity within the ufo community about there's a secret group and it's only like five or six people that are totally keeping the secrets mm-hmm. about this shit no 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 like I don't remember the last time anywhere in government five or six people successfully operated anything. (laughs) Or kept a secret. For years? I think that there's a constant realization of like, oh shit, these things are going on. But if I call that out, it fucks me over here. 
it fucks me over here. And other people are like, oh, well, that fucks me up too. You know, it's like you're not going to snitch on somebody when you're shoplifting for, from a store when you also see somebody else shoplifting from the store. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, you ain't going to snitch on them. Y'all are just going to both walk out with your shit, you yeah. know? And I think that that's, I think that the reality of this is a much more complicated than we want to let it be. It's simple mm-hmm. for us to go down to, um, and some people fully believe in this, but it's simple to go down to something like the Majestic 12, a UFO control unit, right, of like 12 people put in under Truman that were like, hey, Roswell's real, UFOs, big dealio, like, we need to get a small group of people together that will control the spread of this information and utilize this information for us while protecting us from the Russians. Great. That's a, that's such a nice narrative, and it's something for us to, like, you know, it's it's a children's story. Mm-hmm. To me, like, honestly, it's the simplicity of a children's story where it's mm-hmm. like there's a moral to it and there's a this. But the way the government works is so convoluted and, like, so complicated so overly fucking complicated across the board that it's like is this the one thing they managed to do simply is anybody really believe that mm-hmm. like what does the government ever do simply like i mean it's literally a term for like shit being bureaucratic bureaucracy the red tape the crap like we don't do anything simply why would this be something simple i don't think that it's like a handful of folks controlling shit mm-hmm. or also another thing is that it's them like Mm. and that's another reason why they've been able to spin the story you know like if you want to really get crazy with it hell yeah that it it is them the government and like they are there and they've been there you know thank you so much for listening to the black cat report in our episode on disclosure We hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Remember to give yourself and us a gift by liking, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts so you can get our episodes as soon as they come out. And make sure to follow us on Instagram. We hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. When you go back and read all the documents from back in the day, it's sort of funny how comical it is and it's just like hard to believe why even all those things happen and how they reacted to it and how they handle it and in a way I feel like it could be because um the government's run by aliens already and it's been run by aliens and like or maybe they're working with them and that's why they're playing all these games with us because that's what they're doing. They're playing games with us. Um, they're not being mature about it. They're not being um, honest at all. Yeah. So it could just be a way for them to just keep controlling the narrative because they are here and they've been here. <laughs> if you want to get crazy. <laughs> no, no. I mean, and like, that's the, to me, like, that's the reality of the situation is like, we are left to having like not even a tenth or a twentieth of like the truth around things and and when I when I say truth, I don't mean a complete understanding of what's going on. I mean like within the human mind, within a human mind or multiple human minds, there's more knowledge about unidentified aerial phenomenon 
in some people's heads than there are in others, right? And as a constituency, right, like as a voting population, um, as an adult in this country, we're left to speculate in the most wild directions possible because mm -hmm. we're dealing with like half truths, mm -hmm. half facts, just a percentage of the story. So it can go anywhere. And it actually sounds legitimate, which kind of goes back to, um, well, if you don't want people to listen to them, only give them percentages of facts, right? Because that does sound crazy, but honestly, not as crazy as UFOs existing. <laughs> like, like it, it all kind of like flows down the same river of like, well, shit, if that's real. What else mm -hmm. could be real? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we watched all these people freak out over like, you know, um, children, like sex rings and like pizza gate and all this kind of crap like that. Like we've seen what happens when people work on like half truths, misinformation, disinformation, and like all this other shit. Like we literally, like people were thinking that like, oh, well, you know, like the states are going to impose massive quarantine and you're not going to be able to cross state lines and this and that like last year. And like that was just over last Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it was a, mm -hmm. a large percentage of the population fully 100 percent believed it. And like and I can't in ways I can't knock them because it's like, well, what the fuck does the government tell us that is true? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it casts everything in doubt. And so I don't know with with. With that, I do want to segue over to, I would say, like, the middle point in this in this conversation, if I can be so bold as to declare it. There's something that often gets overlooked in the, the conversations around disclosure, right? Which is, it takes two to tango. Ooh. So just as we can sit here and we can talk and we can speculate about why the government hasn't told us about UFOs. Why haven't UFOs told us about UFOs? Why haven't aliens come out and been like, hey, we here, we up in your yard, right? Like, what and, up? and this this is a real thing that like you have to face. If you are looking at these are some, some crazy like species that's always existed underground inside of the hollow earth or mm. on the dark side of the moon or they're coming from Mars or they're coming from Zeta Reticuli or like some crazy, whatever, you know? Um, why haven't the aliens come out? Because a lot of this narrative relies on the government having control over the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. But if we have to admit that, or if we're saying in all of this that the government doesn't have control over the narrative, well, that kind of throws it into the court of E.T., right? Mm -hmm. So why hasn't E.T. come out and talked? Yeah, I why, mean... Why they've been silent in the room? That's such a good point because, yeah, we are all angry and annoyed with the government because they haven't said anything but yeah what if they are controlling the government and they're like if you say anything we'll kill you and everyone or whatever you know and um it's like you know the friend that comes into town once in a while because their family still lives there mm -hmm. And then only one person knows that they're there because they don't want them to tell people because everyone's going to want to hang out with them. Oh, no. Mm. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this one friend never tells or announces that they're coming into town because, you know, they just don't want to deal with people and they don't care or like anyone in the town. Mm -hmm. So they have the one person that knows about it. And then they're like, if you tell anyone that I'm in town, I will kill you. 
yeah. just like the same thing. So you think that aliens are literally be like, if you tell everybody what we're doing, we'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it could I just, just be something more serious than that. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think that there is a lot to say about um, <clears throat> them losing control of the narrative mm-hmm. if they were to come out with this. Like, we were on, like, their every word during COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we might be that way with this as well. Mm-hmm. But even with most people being like, okay, these are the facts about COVID, a lot of people were like, COVID doesn't even exist. Yeah. COVID makes you magnetic. <laughs> or the vaccine makes yeah. you magnetic. It's all 5G. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. We like, there's gonna... a microchip in the vaccine <laughs> and all of that yeah. stuff. Like, there were so many different camps and like that and trump being elected like split people so much like this is the most split i think people have been in a long time and coming out with news of like aliens coming out to be real would cause even more of a rift i think in america like I, I want them to come out with, like, news about it, but I think that, like, in their own way, they're like, oh, this is... I don't think we could operate as a, a voting population Mm-mm. if aliens came out as true. Yeah. Like, like Reagan himself said it at the United Nations, like, back in the day, he said, I often think about if an extraterrestrial threat came down, like... How quickly that would unify us as a species on Earth. Huh. Like, talking about the Soviet <clears throat> Union, talking about all of the problems in the world. So he just straight up... And I mean, it's not really somebody that's, like, supportive of Reagan at all. Mm-hmm. But I will say, right-o. You know, I <laughs> will mm-hmm. say, like, that's accurate. Aliens yeah. show up. Doesn't matter what the fuck's going on in the world. We're all going to yeah. be like, skirt? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we all stop. But then, how how does life go on right like how how do you have campaign videos and stuff like that like i think that i think that there's three categories i'm fairly certain about this there's three categories the american voter would fall into right so shoot (laughs) them right like get the fuck out of our backyard you have no right here Da 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 your existence is a threat like, I don't think that anybody disagreed that a lot of people would feel that way. Shoot them. Mm-hmm. Loot them. Right? <laughs> so, take everything that you can, like, possibly take from them. Or um, join them. We would want them mm-hmm. to be our powerful allies. So we can continue on with whatever we want. And I think yeah. that would be the three major voting, like, platforms. So, shoot them, loot them, join them. That's it. Nobody would just be yeah. like, let's study them. <laughs> when the fuck has this country had patience? Let's be <laughs> friends with them. <laughs> like, this isn't Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, and like the thing is, is like with with natural anomalies, with like with weather changing, which we still argue about, um, with all these other things, that's a more or less like a static thing that's external to us. It doesn't have a brain attached to us. It doesn't have an agenda, right? So like when we actually have to deal with something else having its own motivations and having complete and utter like just immunity to do whatever the fuck it wants like i don't know how we would handle that 
God, yeah. It would, again, Not I think well. we would shoot them. <laughs> we would try to take their shit or like, you know, reverse engineer, build shit similar or whatever, or we would try to join them. But that, that would, those would be the three loudest voices in the room. Maybe that's why they don't want to announce themselves because they're like, oh my God, these people are idiots. They're yeah. just not, because they probably are super chill. I mean, I don't know all of them, but what if they're just super chill people and like, they just want to say hi. And then obviously they've seen the way we act when an enemy, I mean, not an enemy, when, a, um, you know, even just people crossing from country to country yeah. and they see how they get treated. Imagine them coming from space and they're like, oh, my God, these people are going to try to kill us or they're going to loot us yeah. <laughs> or they're going to want to join us. <laughs> Yeah. We just want to say hi. <laughs> I mean, from a service level, like, if you're just observing us with a giant, like, telescope, right? They say they're not even here. They're just looking at us from a giant telescope. Like, we freak out over different skin colors crossing borders. Yep. <laughs> like, like, if they show up with their big heads, no ears, no mouth, and, like, large almond-shaped eyes, they're going to be like, mm, uh... no, they're not like us. <laughs> like, they 100% are just like, nope, mm-mm. I don't know. They can't even get along with each other. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Let's just let them kill each other. We will stay and watch. <laughs> Look, we'll go in. We'll get a cow. We leave. All right. We do not talk to anybody. Yes. <laughs> cam, cam, get the popcorn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it makes sense. I would, if the earth was my neighbor, I wouldn't talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no. I'm just going to go ahead and say, out of, from somebody who chooses to work in a basement professionally, Mm -hmm. Like, um, I would not be reaching out to my neighbors like, hey, what up? Brought a casserole. <laughs> like, hell no. <laughs> like the, the meme with the, the chocolate and cheeses. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Yep. Like, what did you guys do to him? Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're referring to a meme where it's like an alien talking to a human. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know Jesus. Yeah, we love Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, um, yeah, every time he comes, we give him all of our finest chocolates from across our planet. I'm like, why? What did you do last time he was there? And then he was just like, uh, uh. Crucified him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's totally true. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they probably just come in here and that's why they abduct people, you know, just to get to know us better in a weird, weird way for sure. Yeah. But yeah, they're probably like, oh my god, no, look at the way they treat Mexicans crossing the border to the U.S. Look yeah. at the way they treated Jesus. Look at the way they <laughs> yeah. treated Jesus, yeah. They get mad over different symbols. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's so laughs> like, it's, and I, I, I try to zoom out as much as possible and like look at how we interact with each other as a society and just be like, and then compare that back to the closest thing I think we could for aliens looking at us, which would be like National Geographic or something. And like how we study like, and the lion enters the herd. Yeah. The new king of the blah, blah, blah. Like the amount that we like, we personify like just other animals and insects and species like interactions. And I'm just looking at like somebody like the president and I'm like, damn, if I was on enough acid or if I was an alien and I was watching this, I'd be like, yo, this dude is so kicked out of society. He needs a small military anywhere he goes. They're all paranoid and ready to kill other people. The only time this dude is allowed to talk to somebody is through a box. 
That's the only time he's allowed to talk to public. Like, this dude is a leper. Like, he is cast out of society. Yeah. Like, people see him, and it's like a weird, like, they have this weird ceremony of still listening to their lepers, you know? (laughs) But, like, really, he can't go anywhere without needing a small military surrounding him, ready to kill other people. Like, Hmm. that's how outcast he is. Yeah. Like, our our way of looking at power in this world is so weird. Like, (laughs) even with celebrities, the fact. That these people that are just regular regular people. These yeah. are regular people. They can't even go to get coffee without regular people who play fake people. Yes, <laughs> like, they can just yeah. like go out like other people and do their lives because either they're afraid that they're gonna get killed, robbed, or just like a crazy yeah. fan is gonna kidnap them. You know? Yeah. Like that's freaking insane. And then just like on a street level view, we have like houseless folks on the same street as folks that are barely getting by and folks that are rich all walking next to each other like our class system the way that everything's set up is so weird and understood but intricate right it's so weird like it's so weird where it's like somebody's like literally like hey can i have this much money so i can afford this and like fully having that money in it in your your own person like on your body you're like no sorry i can't help you out like while there's somebody that's able to walk down the street at the same time that could literally pay the rent of everybody on that street right like and that's the system we have so if you're studying this from a complete like looking at us under a microscope that's confusing and trippy as fuck Mm-hmm. like that is really fucking trippy you're just like i don't know what's going on with this <laughs> and then this dude shows up and everybody's just like throwing shit in the air and he has a small military around him and he's only allowed to talk to him on a box <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's weird we don't make sense i really want to drive that home like yeah. if you're just like we had enough of an issue as an as our own species when like europeans came over to north and like south america just understanding each other. We had a major issue there for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, we couldn't even figure out our shit. Yeah. Like, let alone a species that, like, might not even breathe air. <laughs> you know? <laughs> might not even eat food the way that we do. Mm-hmm. Might have completely evolved underwater. Who the fuck knows? Maybe that water was just made of some other shit. Maybe it was sulfuric acid. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, totally, like, can't even base anything on what we base things on. And then just looking at us and being like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll just drop in, try to figure out things from the sides, but like, we, we ain't talking to these motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's how I would do it too. Like, no. The bottom line is that we still haven't evolved much when it comes to communicating with each other. And like, it's pretty sad and really frustrating that even just with two people they can communicate and just talk like normal people would talk you know and get things done yeah like it's just sad that we're still dealing with communication issues yeah because i feel like all the signs that we know all the cool techie stuff that we know don't really even help or work when we can't still come when we can't communicate with each other yeah like it's just useless yeah like i feel like that should be a priority for everyone 
to just learn how to communicate. Yeah. And then we get into the techie stuff. Then we get aliens. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So one of the biggest takeaways for me with all of this has been as I've been digging through all of these declassified documents. Um every time there's a report that's going to be semi public, right? So it's like it's leveled, it's it's stamped as a level of confidential or secret or whatever that more or less will get released to the public in some sense. There's a shit ton of debunking in it. But if you go a little bit past that, if you look at the stuff that's stamped like top secret, secret, whatever, right? Like the higher levels of like clearance and confidentiality and stuff. Um, The government is never talking in terms of UFOs not being real. And while they're harking or they're, they're putting out this narrative of like, it's bullshit, it's swamp gases, da 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 da. They're saying that to the public. You have the CIA sending back on a regular basis, all of these reports from their agents in the field all across the world where they are obsessively tracking anything that has to do with UFOs. You have them changing their radar systems. You have them changing their reporting status, like their their process, their policies and stuff like that. They're treating it as real constantly. But on the public facing side, it's swamp gas, it's weather balloons. They're a drunk, they're crazy, they're hallucinating. Or they're one of the the undesirables, which is anything but a white male, right? They keep doing this over and over again. And I think the biggest proof for that, where it's like you don't even need to dig into the archives to, to realize this, is there hasn't been a single time since Roswell where the government hasn't been researching UFOs. <laughs> they, d- they might lie about it for a number of years and say they're not, but then 20, 30 years go by documents get disclosed and another project comes out over and over and over again for over 75 years we keep finding out they had some office they had some group they had some institution that was researching ufos over and over again and i can't stress that enough every time they say the case is closed somebody somewhere in the government or multiple groups in the government are looking into it that tells me something's there. Why the fuck do they keep looking into something that is already understood? Mm-hmm. And to cap all this off, which we will be definitely doing an episode on, and I think I'm going to actually make this the cover of this 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 episode, right? Mm-hmm. Is Project 1794, which, from staring at enough information... Um, I finally went too far in the conspiracy route and realized if you switch the seven and nine, it's Project nineteen forty seven. Or, or if you if you switch the numbers around seventeen ninety four, fourteen ninety seven, it's the same numbers. Well, this project, which you can go to, uh, I believe it's declassified docs dot af dot m i l. So Air Force Military. It's the official the official website for the declassified documents from the air force that's what it is i'll have the link in the show notes um project 1794 is fascinating to me so between the years of and this is just what's been disclosed between the years of 1957 and 1958 
the United States Air Force was actively trying to build a UFO. And this is with uh, seven years, eight years of them telling everybody that these are hallucinations, that you're crazy, that you're that, that they're weather balloons. All that's fascinating, right? And you could even make the case that they were just trying to use them for psychological operations. Okay, well, that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it, which I feel makes more sense based off of actually reading through the document where they're like, this is how the engine works. This is da-da-da. These are photos of us testing the turbines. These are photos. These are scale models that we're building. This is that. This is that. Like, they break it all down. I, another way to look at it is, why the hell would you be trying to build a craft based off of an illusion? Mm-hmm. That tells me that they don't know what the fuck UFOs are, but they're trying to mimic them. Right. They're trying. They know that there's something there that they, they know that there's a, a a path of technological evolution available to them because they might have a crashed flying saucer. They might have a crashed UFO and they know it can work, but they have no fucking clue how. But the sooner they start actually trying to build models similar to that, the sooner they can start problem solving, the sooner they can get a leap in technology, the sooner they can get over whoever their nemesis are, the sooner they can catch up. But they know for a fact they're like, this works. So kind of like a child going up to like a playhouse, like um, a little, whatchamacallit, uh, a stove set. And they're trying to make their little things because they know for a fact that the shape and the style and everything like that is similar to what they see their parents doing when they cook them dinner. I honestly feel like that's kind of where we're at with things. So Project 1794 is a goddamn straight-up UFO. I think I've sent all of you the image at some mm-hmm. point of, like, what this looks like. Looks like a flying saucer. It's a goddamn flying saucer yeah. with USAF printed on the top of it. United yep. States Air Force printed on the top of it. And I want to know that, like, why did we put millions of dollars into trying to design something based off of a hallucination? Mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest like hold up a fucking second <laughs> you don't think this is real you think people are mistaken you think all this stuff is bullshit great fine whatever why are you trying to build it or like i said it could just be them being like yep it's us it's been us this is our our <clears throat> ship <laughs> that 100 percent um could be a thing. Could just be all psychological. But why? Then again, on top of that, why would you be planning on building a fleet of these things, which was the plan? Why would you be labeling it United States Air Force if you wanted people to think that it was space aliens and you didn't want anybody to listen to them? Right? Yeah. Like. It, there's there's more questions on top of that where it's just like wait hold on a second like why would you do any of this like we didn't do this with like the blackbird the the famous like you know like stealth fighter that everybody remembers from the 90s we didn't do that we didn't do that with the u2 right and like this is like you know bono never decided to do yeah this. i was about <laughs> to say that um but we didn't do that with like the u2 stealth bomber right or the the spy plane right but years after, a decade after Roswell, we were actively planning and trying to build 
fucking UFOs. The YouTube mm. stealth bomber when they tried to add their CD to everybody's iPod. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also a CIA mm. op. <laughs> no. Um. Oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Mono apologized for it. Yeah, he better. But just like the album, nobody listened. Um, I still have it on mine. Oh my god. That's okay. Um, it's not bad. It's aww. just random. I mean, they made $150 million from just selling it, so they did alright. Yeah. He, he good. He good. He good. Can buy more purple sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it would be cool to have him in our podcast. No, it wouldn't. I would Bono. hate Why? him. Why? I hate Bono. He's so pretentious. We yeah. don't even know him. We know about him. Yeah, but it's like, we don't well, know, we know him. We know about him. It's conversations <laughs> like this that keep aliens from talking to us, y'all. We need to get this together. <laughs> we need to become role models. Um, but yeah, fuck Bono. So, aww. <laughs> aww. But... But yeah, so I want to know, why did we try to build an illusion? Like, why would you try to do that? Because it looks cute. Are we also trying to build ghosts? <laughs> like, are we also, like, what What else are we also trying to, to do? Are we trying to build werewolves? Are we trying to, like, how well, far Actually, does... yes, you... I'm sure they are trying to build werewolves. Yeah, that's And true. if you think Shit. about it... And they already been... made the Tupac hologram, so there's the ghost. Oh, yeah. But if you really think about it, we've been doing that for so long with movies. So you think in like slow disclosure? Huh? Like a slow drip, a slow disclosure? Or no? Well, that's what movies have been doing for years. Like, they've been putting uh, like uh, all those illusions and dreams and whatever into the big screen which in a way it, it brings it to life you know and that's mm-hmm. why we love movies because it it takes us into other worlds that we have thought about that we've seen or you know when it comes to mermaids werewolves uh, bigfoot aliens obviously like mm-hmm. like the movies about ufos and aliens they're so realistic like it's insane that's why my favorite movie it's signs because mm-hmm. i feel like if we ever get visited by aliens it will totally be like signs you know like we, the one with mel gibson it just the thing that okay they have a couple of things about that movie Uh-oh. he he used the power of christianity to heal his son's asthma it was a lot of like subtle like christian propaganda and then also why would if they are deathly like repelled to water would they come to a planet that is 75 percent water yeah maybe they didn't know until they how you can see it from space (laughs) no but maybe but they maybe maybe they did Maybe they didn't know that they were allergic to water until they got to the world and someone splashed and they were like, oh, fuck, what is this thing, you know? Like us going into a new planet, we didn't know we were going to be allergic to whatever air they have, you know? And what I'm saying is like, that's what movies have been doing for years. Like if Building the illusion. Yeah. And like, if you think about it, in a way, most of our time is spent looking at or the screen you know either like funny videos on instagram youtube whatever movies we spend so much money on watching movies yeah, like yeah. and who has control like if we're getting really deep into it who has control 
of what like you know in china how they control what they they put out there when it comes to movies um like with captain america and stuff like that how they change yeah. all this stuff <clears throat> so even here we don't know if the government has any control when it comes to what they're releasing in theaters you know uh in like in a way they've been like slowly preparing us with things like yes. hey <clears throat> whatever like we won't be as freaked out because we've seen it so much we've been like been brainwashed with all this you know this is the third major mm. arc in the plot of this conversation which i'm really glad that you brought up there is the belief um all throughout the ufo community right like ufo twitter mainly which makes up the ufo community by the way i don't know if this helps anybody out there in the world UFO Twitter is not a separate place. It's anywhere. People are constantly hashtagging UFO Twitter on Twitter. <laughs> That's UFO Twitter. So if I'm saying this, I'm talking about a group of people that are constantly hashtagging everything UFO Twitter. Um, but it's actually a really crazy, awesome community that is so beautifully toxic. Um, so that is UFO Twitter. Enter at your own risk. Um, treat it like Reddit. Um, so, but shit shit's good there but don't get your hopes up i'm just saying if you see anything on ufo twitter we're like holy fuck this is happening wait three days come back to it treat it like a baked potato you know what i'm saying like just like look at it be like really excited about it it's gonna happen but wait three days then it'll probably be finished and be like oh that was a nothing burger so like that's that's basically what it is i don't know if that metaphor made sense anyways um so (laughs) so uh i believe it was yes it was it was j allen hynek in um, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So, Hynek, granddaddy of ufology, I will fucking say that, right? Uh, J. Allen Hynek is as legit to the study of UFOs as Roswell is to situations with UFOs, right? Hynek is the, the epitome of ufology, right? I'm not going to say that everything he said is perfectly like gold and silver, but I will say kind of set a very high bar for everything in ufology well Heineck um when steven spielberg was making close encounters of the third kind Heineck was one of the um one of the consultants on close encounters of the third kind Heineck, who had been there since project sign right he was getting these documents i found in the report for project sign where Heineck was signed off on it and then he was there in Project Grudge, and then eventually he was leading, or one of the leaders of Project Blue Book, and then eventually he became a goddamn believer in UFOs, because there was an overwhelming amount of evidence, and he regretted his whole, like, it's swamp gas thing that happened to me. That was one of his biggest regrets during Project Blue Book, was he was like, God damn it, dude. I knew I was saying bullshit at the time. Like, it, it, it haunted him his whole life. He's like, fucked up. Good, and this good, happened good. over and over and over again. And people that get in charge of researching UFOs is eventually becoming very hardcore. And they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, they have a change of heart because they're fucking data nerds. And they're like, this, I can't keep this up. This is bullshit. And they become believers, mm-hmm. which speaks a lot <laughs> to what gets put in front of them. Um, anything that makes people completely switch sides in this world, it speaks a lot. Um, so 
Hynek was one of the consultants for Spielberg um, for Close Encounters of the Third Time. The behavior of the craft, the shape of the craft, everything about it. Um, multiple different like government insiders who are whistleblowers now about UFOs say if you want to get a good idea of UFO shit, watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> like that explains a lot. NASA wrote a very, very, very long letter to Spielberg basically saying, please, for the love of God, don't make this movie. <laughs> for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, <laughs> Spielberg was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck, man? Y'all fuck off. I'm just making a movie over here. This is just good content. This is good content. You know, like, I don't know why he became like that. But anyways, he became like that. And so... um there's a lot of folklore. There's a lot of things that go around, like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You really need to watch it. It's a great New Year's Eve movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but, For the holidays. But there is a belief in disclosure that there has been a process of slow disclosure, of, of a slow drip of disclosure, that the government has been slowly, through movies and propaganda, preparing us for the realization of et the realization of they've aliens, been doing the that forever with propaganda you know like maybe i don't know if i believe that so much i mean well i take that back the government sucks at 99.999 percent of what it does besides just honestly the best thing the government does well is being the government <laughs> anything past that's up for grabs <laughs> the government's really good at sucking and being itself anything past that it's just like it's like even with the with cars if you think about it we went from like using horses as transportation mm-hmm. and like you know we started seeing drawings and like stuff of like cars and what it would look like in the future mm-hmm. and uh even back in the 90s just like the shows that we were watching and how it would show the future and like then we get to the future and we're not like oh my god because we've been growing yeah because we've been slowly seeing it in movies and shows and drawings magazines whatever so it's not like a big shock once we i were actually using cars like that's crazy that we went from horses to a freaking car that can drive us from here to there in 10 minutes you know yeah. Like, that's insane. If you think about planes, airplanes, come on, you know? Yeah. We were in, like, holy shit, like, it's a freaking airplane. We have Wi-Fi up there, you know? Yeah. Because it's slowly, like, they slowly put it out there again in movies and shows and drawings, magazines and stuff. Well, so I feel like that that's totally, like, a thing that they have been using it since forever. Even, like, back when... We had castles and, like, kings and queens and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's just, like, a known thing. Parents use it with their kids all the time. Yeah. Here's a small amount of bourbon. <laughs> yes. For your yeah. tea. Yeah. Or, like, with cats. You know how we slowly introduce cats to other cats? Like, they're behind the door. And it's like, beep, you know? So like what you're saying is I should not lead disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> I well i feel like they've been doing it slowly i mean like if you watch the new arrival that movie's insane like 
again like it's the detail the details the the communication again that movie's really good yeah like the way every country is communicating communicating in quotes (laughs) with each other like that like if that's not the movie that they put out there for us to be prepared then i don't know what other movie they could use because that's the movie that i would show the world like hey prepare yourself and of course they use um amy what's her name amy adams yeah um no amy Amy adams Adams, yeah because she's amazing you know like (laughs) she was a freaking perfect woman to lead disclosure uh she's an enchanted you know she's just like the sweet woman Mm -hmm. like it just it's it's a perfect movie to put out there lois lane too so she's like the Mm -hmm. Mm. america's sweetheart (laughs) but no i mean in 60 years we went from no cars to being on the moon so like yeah think about arguably people can argue about that but i'm saying in 60 years we went from no cars to being on the moon and if that's not like like just the leaps and bounds of technology in between then and like and and now is like there has to be something else behind it granted a lot of that was people uh was a, a lot of uh scientists that were not very nice to people for a long long time <laughs> and i will mm. and that's being nice by saying they're not nice to people that they mass murdered a bunch of people so terrible scientists i don't know <clears throat> what episode when i first used the metaphor like the the kind of like breakdown of things but um i've said this before where it's like, go to the 1800s, New York City, and drop a Lamborghini on Broadway. Hmm. Like, what the fuck would people do with that? Like, we haven't understood polymers. Like, literally, the clutch hasn't been invented, right? The the gasoline-powered motor, barely even, I think, coming into existence at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the type of fuel, the refined fuel, the unleaded fuel, like, that ain't even been conceived of yet aerodynamics yeah <laughs> there was no such thing right we had no concept of any of the, the glass that was being used the plastic mm-hmm. in just the fucking seal for the window the electric car alarm right the key that goes in the goddamn ignition the radio the lights in the radio the leds what the the literally the the how you get the the butterfly doors like how the hinges mm-hmm the tires, the rubber for the tires, the rim, the nozzle, how you inflate the tires, the fabric inside of the trunk, yeah, the chrome alloy, nothing in that goddamn car would have made any goddamn sense besides the fact that a physical thing is in front of them. Nothing. They might have been able to drive it for... 10 20 minutes if they could even figure out how the fuck to start it by the way because that's a learned behavior we've had to go through like nothing about that would have been comprehensible to the folks back in the early 1800s you just drop that shit right into the 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 horseshit stained street <laughs> of broadway right like right in manhattan you just drop it right there in one of the busy busiest cities on the planet just be, figure it out nope they can't even understand the fucking paint Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> like mm-hmm. they could tell you what color it was they could tell you what shape it was they could tell you that when they've somehow managed to get it to turn on for a half a second because by the way it's the clutch so it's gonna fucking stall out and the engine's gonna die <laughs> if they're not doing it mm-hmm. right if they're not pressing down the clutch while they're also putting it into gear while they're also doing this like one of the most high performance vehicles that we have on the planet at least in public consumption right the ferraris or lamborghini they wouldn't have any goddamn clue what they're looking at so that's separated by 200 years boom Mm -hmm. like our own phones wouldn't do a goddamn thing if we brought them back to the 1800s besides power on until the battery died and we want to talk about weird symbols and stuff like that on spaceships cool great fine whatever but like has anybody ever tried to help their parents or their grandparents send an email now just click up on the hamburger menu now just click up on the icon there forward what does forward mean that like our phones when we actually manage to get our phones unlocked right what are we looking at we're just looking at a shit ton of weird abstract symbols the facebook logo instagram spotify like on down the line we're just looking at symbols and even across our own individual phones those symbols can look different We still have Android. We still have iPhone. We still have different symbols for our cameras on all these different phones. We live in a world of intense symbols and meanings behind them. Again, flip this, add 200 years, put it at somewhere else where they haven't even built their society in the same context or in the same way that we have. And then we understand it? Like, so I I honestly do believe that it's like, if UFOs are coming here, right, which honestly, I've become more of a believer reading through government documents about them talking about it over the past few weeks of just seeing how they talk about the, the quote, phenomenon or quote, fast tracks or quote, flying saucers, the way they keep referring to these things. I've become more of a believer in UFOs reading the government's own shit <laughs> than I have all my other stuff. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, if a UFO did crash, a, we would barely be able to recognize it. And B, we would have no fucking clue what we were doing with it. We would be so confused. We might have a general direction about, hey, we should stop making the horse and buggy shaped like this because look at this thing from the future. You know, like, we'd be making, like, carriages in the shape of Lamborghinis without any of the fucking compliments with it and it would still be attached to it. We'd be doing weird shit. We would be doing weird shit like getting a craft that's still run on gas and fuel (laughs) to try to fly like a ufo like we did in 1957 with project 1794 we're doing weird shit that doesn't even make any goddamn sense but we would have no clue what the fuck we were doing until we get all these little pieces until we figure out how to make a polymer how to make carbon fiber (laughs) you know how to make tires how to make the engines how to start using all of these symbols to have meanings behind us. Other than that, we just be a bunch of kids just poking shit, trying to figure out what happens and freaking out every time it makes a noise. Thank you for listening to the Black Cat Report and our episode on Disclosure. We are so excited to continue producing quality content and can't do it without you. So keep liking, reviewing, and subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can contact us at contact at blackcat.report if you would like to send us show ideas. Make sure to follow us on Instagram as well to get the most up-to-date posts. And as always, we'll see you on the other side.